Is your marriage religious or relational? Regardless of relationship status, do you want a marriage that experiences victory even in trials? Do you want to leave the weight of expectation and bitter residues behind? This week, we celebrate four years married and we're getting real open with the struggles we have and how God uses our marriage to mold us. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There's a battle being waged. It's not flesh, it's not blood, it's spiritual. And we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is the Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. Season 5, Unnaturally Flourished, we are gearing up where Season 4 left off, looking at God's unusual, amazing, and miraculous methods of elevating, relocating, and redeeming us into His purpose in ways the world can't access. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. All right. Woo! Here we go. 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 And of course, I see Michelle sitting over the Proverbs book, which that means, oh boy, I'm about to get lit. She's like, I'm just going to talk about Proverbs the whole time, y'all. She's like, Proverbs, Proverbs book. I got my Proverbs book. The key to being a Proverbs 31 wife. Read a lot of Proverbs. I want you to be an Isaiah wife. I want to be an Elijah wife I where I just set fire to wet rocks all, day, all over the place. I saw it the other day. Someone said, like, stop being a Proverbs 31 wife. You need to be an Isaiah. And I, and I didn't get the, the, the reference. I'm like, man, that must be like one of them verses where they're just like slaying you. <laughs> I don't know. I would be like, be a judge's wife. Think Deborah. about, think about, like, I was about to be like, think about being a Deborah wife. Like if you were a Deborah wife, then anytime your husband asked for help, you'd be like, well, I can go with you, but the glory will go to a woman. Right, right. That's, that's hilarious. Like, yeah. Oh, that would hurt. Barack, poor Barack. Help me. Called, look, called to go defeat it. And he's just like, uh, can you go with me? Dude, the Lord had blessed it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like. You know, it kind of reminds me of what we're going to talk about tonight. What's up, everyone, by the way? All right, guys, by the way, this is an episode on marriage. (laughs) So (laughs) we're already starting off. Honey, come on. You're always telling me this. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, You know, it is one thing to be married. And it is another thing to do podcasts and be married. But at the same time, it's like so awesome. And it's another thing to do podcasts, be married, and be merry. Crickets. (laughs) It wasn't a joke, so let it settle in. It was just true. Who be rolling like Mary? Like Merry Christmas. Oh, Mary. see, yeah, see, we're not even on. The other night we won. <laughs> no, we, we didn't miss one question in couples trivia or what is it? Not it trivia, was like couples newlywed game, yeah. but for just anyone married. And we won. You we know, won the Duncan yeah, gift card. Hello, y'all. and look, she says Mary, and I'm like. You mean like Jesus's mama or like your Mary, Mary who was laying, primed differently. It's okay. <laughs> or Mary laying at Jesus. <laughs> There's so many Marys. <laughs> oh, There's man. Mary, Mary and Mary. Oh, yeah. If you just say them with a different influx yeah. in your voice, it changes it. Well, Mary and Mary. Watch. Unfortunately, in a Bible. <laughs> meh, meh. Is it really different? Mm-hmm. Mary, Mary. Oh, yeah. Like, with the A, my. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I know my English. Like I actually did well in Like English. if I'm trying to say Mary, like Jesus's mom, yeah. and I put that in front of Christmas, Merry Christmas. 
But normally, like, like it's like a hard Mary, right? It's all of our accents. But when, I, like... but when I just say Merry Christmas, it's like Mary, not if, Mary. But watch this. If you said Merry Christmas, yo, I'm dialed in. I know what you're talking about. When you just go, <laughs> Mary, it's like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome oh. to our episode. What's the name of this one? A Good Thing. Ooh, see, look. and then there's a subtitle four years married because y'all this is gonna drop right around our marriage anniversary Ooh, nice our merry yes. marriage anniversary yes. and you know as, as i'm thinking about marriage and i'm thinking about like what it takes i think, so, <laughs> I think sometimes we're always like you know like don't do don't do don't do this kind of guy last night in the bible study it's like yeah there's a lot of don't do's but what should we do it's like and, and you know i I, I, I think about this and I'm like, okay, four years, you know, how much wisdom, you know, will I, do I have compared to, to others? But for us, um, I think really the wisest thing that we could do, and that would be to be dialed in and be equally yoked to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I come at this point from a recovery point of view and, and, you know, how we get through those moments when we don't agree or, or when we have issues with one another or we, we struggle, you know, and it's like, well, okay, if I have nowhere to turn, then it's like, I'm just in the struggle. Yeah. But if I turn and the quicker I turn and the quicker I, I realign my heart, my wicked heart mm. back to that pure heart that comes from Christ. Right. Then it's like it makes it so much easier. Um, and I was looking at Ephesians five, which is, is a really cool verse. And it's and it's actually I don't know if anyone's ever associated this to marriage, but I was like, this stands out. This stands out. Look carefully then how you walk. How are we walking in our marriage? Not as unwise, but as wise. So am I seeking worldly advice or am I seeking spiritual advice? And one thing that we definitely know as we're sitting here talking, because I mean, we've, we've seen the history, we've seen the, the stats and the data and all these other things. The enemy definitely does not like a home that is together. Right. He, he likes a broken home. So as I kept reading this, it's like, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be in the word of God, right? How do you know his will? Read it. Mm-hmm. He's put it on paper, pen and ink, right? It's there in front of us. It's, I could sit there and say, oh, well, that's just pen and, pen and paper. But when I think of that as inspired and I think of that as God's words, like how he wants us to live, how he wants us to succeed, how he wants us to, to make it through things and, and run the race and finish the race and just be these awesome, joyful people that are being persecuted. <laughs> okay. I got to look anyway, but it's okay. Cause I love this. I love what he brings. I love what, who he tells me that I am, but look, do, but understand the will of the Lord and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. In other words, don't let the world fill you up with ugly. Mm but be filled with that beautiful life-giving spirit. Yeah, I have so I have 87 bones to pick <laughs> with the way 87, y'all, bones to pick. 87 and a half. The Lord has revealed himself in 0.5 of one. <laughs> no. But I have so many issues and it just keeps growing with how the world portrays marriage, husbands and wives. And that goes deeper to how they portray men and women and it jumps over here to how they portray fathers and mothers and it's just makes me it grinds my gears as i'll say um and i and i want to if you're not married that's cool still listen because that's what i did when i was not married and i did not realize the kind of dividends it would pay because i mean our whole show it's like okay what do you need in your pantry to survive the battle right and to, to bring others along and be nourished and what's attacking you knowing what is coming against you and not thinking it's just this harmless thing but knowing what's coming against you that's important to have in the pantry, right? That awareness and media. Like I'm someone who came from a media literacy, psychology, marketing background, right? So the devil don't like me because 
Yes. Those are his favorite things to use in so many circumstances. But the way that he paints marriage in the world, like if you were not brought up in the church by two godly parents that were modeling a godly marriage, then there's a lot of stuff that's been ingrained in you. You don't even realize it's wrong. Like men are the punchline of so many jokes. It's like they're the only safe group that's allowed to be made fun of. Um, And everyone can just say, hey, I'm the underdog. So, you know, it's their turn. No, from a God perspective, men are the head of the house. From the God perspective, Adam was made first. That makes me no less than, that makes me no less important to God, no less useful to God. But punchline of every joke, only safe crew to be made fun of. The husband is the one that's made out to be a doofus in shows. And the wife is the know-it-all. That pits us against each other. Men are from Mars, women from Venus. No, we're both from the garden. And through the Bible, we can find unity. And so there's so much coming against us from the time we're out of the womb, the world putting stuff on us that it doesn't just beat up the other team. If you're, if you're the wife, you know, team husband, if you're the husband, team wife, it's not just about that. It's, it's what it does to each individual. It does something to you too. It hurts me when I hear and, and witness in Christian media, how often the man is incompetent, incapable, blundering, ignorant, you know, unable to hold the fort down if the, if the mom goes to the grocery store, unable to put a good plan together without the, without the wife, um, because that's not reality. And we're, and we're actually underselling men and convincing them, oh, well, if the wife has it covered, then I can just sit back because we also have the worldly part of ourselves that does want to relax more than we should. Right. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and do less than we can, you know, and, it's a beautiful thing in the last four years because I was privy to that before coming to Christ. I was like, this is annoying. The dudes are always dumb. Like, I don't want a dumb husband. I don't want to, like, I want a guy who can build me a house and keep us alive in the forest, you know, like, and then I found you. So praise God. (laughs) But, um, but that's what I wanted. I didn't want a single of these dudes, you know? And, um, and so when you look to the word of God and you see what God says about what a husband should be, what a wife should be, what a man, what a woman should be, I'm freed by it because I don't look at it like a checkbox because like you said, if you focus on the relationship with God first, these things start correcting themselves. And in our marriage, I've just seen time and time again, how I, I tend to be the cheese that stands alone in a group of women when I can, when I, when I just don't think I need to be there for things to go right. And there's so many layers to that, but it starts in my mind, in my heart where I'm just like, I trust God to leave my husband. And I trust that even if he does mess up, even if I mess up, God has a, has a solution. And that has carried us so far, at least on my side, it's carried us so far because I don't undersell or undervalue you. And I don't have so much weight on me. Like it's all up to me. If, if my brains aren't a part of it, if my decision doesn't make the cut, we're going to fall apart. Like that's terrifying pressure. And I don't have either of that, you know, and I love the freedom that has come with that. Mm. On my side, on the men's side, I have walked into churches where it does look like the spiritual leading is happening through the women. Right. Like they're, they're and, and it's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? See, for there, sometimes, you know, we're, we're hearing this, we're hearing this lambase and this beat down and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that it's 100% warranted, but I'm saying there's some truth in there too. Yeah. You know, in everything, there's a little bit of truth. It's like a chicken or egg. Yeah. But, but, I don't want to sit there on these things too long because then again, we get into that same thing. What not to do, what not to do, what mm-hmm. not to do. And you know, it, but it takes me back and it's cool. We got to bring these up. We got to talk about this stuff. Men, get on fire. Have a relationship <laughs> with Jesus. I mean, look, there is nothing better 
than the fire that comes through the Holy Spirit because, man, now you are connected to Jesus and you are hearing what he wants you to hear. And that is beautiful. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know. Before Jesus, I bet I was lost, y'all. I was one of those dudes. Not in Compton, though. Man, I still build houses and I still can take care of somebody in the forest. Um, <laughs> but as far as emotional and, and, and relational and, and really knowing the love and, and the care and, and all the stuff that God provides, right? That God instills in us, that he made us to be. I mean, I, I had nothing. I had none of that. But you know what? It was cool because, you know, we're sitting here and I brought up Ephesians 5, right? And we're going to kind of walk at that a little bit. We're going to look at that because I think it's important to understand. You know, it said carefully, look carefully, look carefully, then how you walk. In other words, beware. Mm-hmm. Sit there and say, hold up. Is my mind aligned? Is it right? Am I not? Am I not? In, in the right frame. And when I say the right frame, I'm talking about a Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, God, the father perspective, not as unwise, but as wise. See, and when you start to understand that wisdom, it carries you down to a verse like Jeremiah 30, 17, where it says, for I will restore health to you. See, everybody sometimes breaks this down as like some physical health, right? Man, spiritual health. Let's think about this now in a moment for spiritual health, right? And your wounds, I will heal. How many reactions do we have come from a wound? How many? my life <laughs> and my, and my lessons have been, okay, this isn't the same. This is different. I'm in a, I'm on a different day. I'm not back there. I'm right here. And so I'm being healed, right? I'm being restored. See, this is that wisdom. This is that knowledge, knowing the walk, understanding you know, where, where your steps are going. Are they my steps or am I following the steps of righteousness, which is the Lord? And I think that when we sit there, that, that verse continues on, right? And it says, declares the Lord. So you see, this is the Lord declaring this. He's saying, look, you're healed. Look, you're healed. I'm restoring you to health, to a possibility of the garden. And that's a bold statement. I mean, honestly, I'll, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's a goal. It's a goal, but I don't get caught up in that goal and I don't get beat down in that goal. It's like one of those things I want to be able to apply insta grace, insta forgiveness, insta mercy. That is a goal. Why do we not? Why would we want to just say, well, I'm good and I'm okay and, and I'm moving forward. No, I want to get better. And, and he constantly convicts me on this. You know, I think that some people I've been hearing it lately, um, you know, different platforms and stuff. People have been beat up by the church and they sit there and talk about how all the churches talk about is, is the sin, the sin, the sin, the sin, the sin. It could either be that they're really doing that or we're just so convicted or so con- or, or in our minds condemned. that That's what we're hearing. But God has healed us and restored us because we believe in his son. You know, I love Proverbs. She loves it. I love it. I'm holding a book. It's the Alabaster Proverbs book. It's like the Bible, just Proverbs. Um, and how many times the word wisdom is in that book applied in so many ways and what it says, you know, what God does for the wise, how to get wisdom. And in Proverbs 12, it starts to learn. You must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Mm. And I'm one of those people. I'm a little hard. I have to try to be soft unless I'm looking you in the eye. If I'm looking you in the eye, I can be soft. But when I'm just talking to the world, I, I get a little tough, but, um, but I'm like that with myself and, you would be stupid to hate correction and to avoid it. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, like I won't be stupid. You know, like that is stupid. I'm not going to be stupid. And, <laughs> and I think that that's one of the biggest things with you that I have gleaned so much is just like how many times in a marriage there's a chance to eat humble pie, mm. like so many opportunities. And if you refuse to eat that pie, it's going to just serve up more opportunities to eat the pie, but you're just going to get more and more agitated because you're like, stop offering me this pie. If you just start eating it, it's going to, it's going to happen 
less, but you'll be humble, but you just won't have to eat that pie as much. Because I think the more we just, I don't want to say swallow it and push it down, but the more you kind of realize the real priorities, the less certain things bother you. And I know that we're so far away from reaching that point. Like, like I'm curious cause we're on podcasts. Let's be real. Like let's get into something relatable for marriage instead of staying like at the 10,000 foot level. But like what of all the things I do wrong, right? <laughs> let's just see of all the things that I do wrong. What type of things are the hardest to bounce back quickly from? Yo, she didn't say she's going to be interviewing me tonight. <laughs> Love it. You should interview me too. And we just no, make this. I, 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 I like that. I like those questions. Um, there's, <laughs> there are so many. No, just kidding. Let's just be kidding. real. No, I mean like, but I, okay. The struggle is always prideful. Yeah. I mean, the struggle is always prideful. Um, marriages have this tendency to be the hardest. I could give so much grace, like outside of the home. It's, it's amazing how I can just roll it. It's like, right. I rock it. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, look at that, man. But not like that, not pride for <laughs> y'all. So but funny. I'm just saying though, like it's cause no, when you have a comparison and you know what, comparison kills contentment. But sometimes you have to sit there and be like, yo, I'm falling short over here. <laughs> and I need to, I need to improve it as I sit here and I delay so I can come up with a good answer. I, was, I noticed no. that. I was like, no, where's no, the answer in no, this? Um, <laughs> you know, I think correction is always tough mm-hmm. or, or actually, here we go. Here we go. Perfect example today. Mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Let me plug that in. <laughs> Let me plug that in. And I'm like, I'm a biomedical engineer technician. I work on medical equipment for a living. I tear units apart. <laughs> I rewire things. I plug things in all the time. I do. Th- this is what goes through your head, by the way. And I'm like, and then I say something. Yeah. And now since I've said something, now I've made it atmospheric. And it's like, and so those are the kind of things, yeah. like the things that I know I'm completely 100% capable of doing. And you know, it may be age, maybe other plays a role. I don't know. Pride. I, I think I always bounce back practice my heart. Look at it, it's pride. And it's like, uh, so, you know, just being, I, let me do this. I've got this. You know, when you're in the middle of trying to do it, right. let me take over. Right. Right. Um, and so those are the hardest ones. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, does it matter? Does it really matter? How hard would it be to be okay? It's just okay. Yeah. But you know what that shows is that it's so often, not in every circumstance, right? Can I say this so easily? But in a lot of circumstances, it's both something God can work in me and in you. Like, it's like, what am I doing? I can see what I'm doing wrong. Sometimes it's like watching the car crash. You're like, it's happening. I can't do nothing, but I, but I see it, you know? Um, and it's like about that, but then it's also about the reaction. Like God can work on your reactions to it, even though you're so justifiably annoyed or offended, whatever it is. Right. Um, and he can work in me. So I can't like, it's a, it's a partnership even there. It's not just you wronged me. So fix it. Or mm-hmm. so what get over it. You know, like so often it's one, like people think in one or the other, but it's a game changer to realize it's like, Oh, okay. I can get better at handling it in case it happens again and you can get better in not doing it as often, you right, know? Right. So I think. Am I good. supposed to ask you back now? Like, Whatever the <laughs> what heck is the most annoying thing. <laughs> yeah. I will say on that, just cause we're sitting there and how we address these things. Now I'm progressing. I, I am. I'm throwing this cause I, but it, I didn't progress. Right. And, I, and I, we were talking about the other night. It's like, you know, for, at the beginning and for years, cause this is just a recent thing that I'm really trying to work on this. It's like, in the words, in a, in a negative tonight was just like, uh, honey, come on, man. I do this. I plug this in. Right. But see, 
And then I was like, and then there's times where it's like, well, that wasn't very nice. Saying that to somebody, right? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, and I'm sitting, <laughs> and I'm like, and, and then I started getting convicted on that one too. It's like, but you said something, right? <laughs> with right? all this, the but, feelings all, in like, it. Like, with, with, even, no, even, yeah, right. It's like, that wasn't very nice. You know, it's like, but you're pointing out something. Yeah. What I've learned, and, and believe it or not, I wish I could live by this, like really, really dig in and live by this. Pray about it. Yeah. Like, take it. It's, it's called a servant's heart. Yeah. Um, a servant's heart becomes the demonstrator of the unseen. And so when someone sees that you ha- are changing, right? And they're like, it's different now. What's different now? How is this different now? Mm-hmm. He's not really responding the way that he used to respond. Mm-hmm. Wait, I read about this all the time. I hear about <laughs> this all the time. This is where it's supposed to go. I mean, like I'm, I'm sitting yeah. here throwing out some hardcore, like, like, dude, can we get this? <laughs> I mean, it's hardcore, like mental development as much as it's spiritual development, because the spiritual manifests in the mental in ways we don't even know. And we and we won't tell heaven if we even know then. Um, But because I always go into like the synapses and stuff, but it's like with brain plasticity, your brain is always capable of transforming and shifting and all that. And so these are like deep chain reaction things we're walking through that might you might have to listen to three times. But but what we're saying is there's a roadmap, one that you don't have to be conscious of. Just follow the GPS and don't really pay attention. right? But there is a roadmap that happens when you start to try to trust in him, start mm-hmm. to try to live by it. Um, and the biggest thing is like GPS analogy. If you tried to add 60 stops on the way, you'd it would take forever to get to your destination. Right. right. What are those 60 stops in this analogy? The blame game, the guilt of not getting it right. So if you're trying to get to being able to give grace within 60 seconds of a wrong. Let's say that's the thing. But every time you fail, that's a pit stop on the GPS. Mm. That makes you have to like pretty much go back to square one, go back to the start. Or reset, find that location. <laughs> like heal, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, the, that grace is not the license to sin. It's the license to get over it quickly, not think you're not worthy and just get moving. Again. Like you don't have to have that pit stop. You can just continue on to your destination. Mm. I like that, you know, and, and really where I'm thinking on this is Galatians, Galatians, oh man, five, I think five, 13, where it says you have been given freedom. And then it carries on and it says, but don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's it. Yeah. And um, I like that. You know, that's the freedom we've been given. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, y'all, when God looks at He's not there marking out the GPS stops for us. He's like, let's go there. Blood. <laughs> look, blood. All right. Blood. He now was like, oh, you're cool. You're on your way. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's good to be on your way. And it takes me to James too, where it says, you know, faith without works is dead. I mean, it is work, y'all. It is work. I named one of the things that I get annoyed over. Notice how I said that, that, that she mm-hmm. annoys me with, that I get annoyed, annoyed over. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have some too. Yes. Yeah. Probably as many as I have. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, look, we could sit here on that GPS scale. Keep, yeah. Right. Like, I love that analogy, actually, in this idea. And you could come back. I mean, I don't care. No, I, I mean, if you yeah. ask, otherwise, if you want to move on to another topic, we can't. No, I don't I, care. I, 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 I want to hear something. I think for me, the biggest thing, and it's not just with you, um, although obviously we live together, so it happens more between us, but um, I fight the equality thing. Not like I can do everything you can do, but like if you have a problem when I do it, but then I see you do it. Instead of my first thought being the healthy, he struggles with that too. It's how dare he ask me to stop and then he does it to me or how dare he not like it when I do it and then he's over there doing it, you know, like whatever. Um, and I do it with everybody, right? And 
it's like it's there's an opportunity for it to be unifying. We struggle in this together. We could be accountability partners in this. We could be prayer partners in this. I could give him grace because I empathize and understand because I'm there too. Um, because the thing is, just because you struggle with it too doesn't rob you of the right to sharpen me in that area, right? Like if we're both killing people and both know it's wrong, I, I, it's not mature or fruitful for me to like, you can't tell me to stop killing people if you're still killing people. Mm. Because if I listen and heed a fellow murderer's advice and I stop killing people, I'm better for it. You might still be killing people, but you did tell me the truth, mm. right? So what I, and, and that was a game changer when I really sat in that for a while, but I still struggle with it. But I right. think that that's the biggest thing that I, I struggle because it eats at me. Like I might do a quick, like, like a layer of grace jelly on the bread, but the mold of, of bitterness is in the bread, you know, and I have to get so rid was, of wait, it. Wait, was grace really applied? That's my point. That's my point. Is it really, it was more like, I think the big, I think that's something that's actually something like in a marriage, in any relationship, if you're just kind of painting it like whitewashed mm, tombs, if right. you're just kind of painting grace on it, but not letting it seep in, then something's still happening, you know? And so sometimes we do in our own strength forgiveness, right? That next time we're reminded of it, we might not have gotten enough sleep last night. We might be stressed with five other things and suddenly it bothers us again because we used our, in our own strength forgiveness Ooh, instead right. of God's grace. Right. And I think when I was pregnant, I really realized how many different areas I had been thinking I had more together than I did out of my own strength. Because when my strength was taken, when my hormones started getting all fluctuating in a whole new way, I was reacting again in old patterns and realized I was in my own strength. I had not allowed him to transform me. I was holding it together on my own. And that was a blessing too. Instead of it being a discouragement, I was like, okay, well, I finally realized, Lord, now I can give it to you because I realized it wasn't you who took it. I was just holding it down. And then finally my, my strength wore out. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how it's easier to turn someone over, else over to God and not yes. yourself? <laughs> See, I, when we first, we used to argue so much y'all like for like real argument. Like I remember once I wrote this poor man that loves me an email that was like a blog post of my, what my problem was with him. Like because of the fight. Cause I was like, I just can't talk to you. So I just sat there and wrote it out like an essay. So neurotic. And it didn't hit home. Cause this brother's like, this is so much. How am I supposed to like even navigate what? But, but it was then that I realized like, God can do this. Telling him, I was like, telling him what's wrong with him ain't going to fix nothing. It's going to offend, hurt feelings, drive a wedge between us. And what's he supposed to do? How he going to, how, if we can't do any of this on our own, so how am I going to be like, this is your problem. Go fix it now because I'm done with it. You know, like I can't do that. But when I started secretly praying for things, um, I can tell you pretty much every, every single thing, now I look, every single secret prayer I've had about something that was like a big deal for us, they've all been answered. Some took months, some took years, some were just really weird, like one day flips, but it wasn't just in him. I always prayed, let it be for, let you fix in him what needs to be fixed in him and mm. what needs to be fixed in me in this situation, in me, you know? And so it became like a combo one, two punch. I think a long time ago, one thing that I learned in relationships is focus on yourself and be prayerful on the rest. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have discussions, y'all. That doesn't mean that we don't have talks and say, okay, look, this bothered me or this this went on because it's honestly, we are two, we are twofold mm -hmm. and of a three chord, right? And, and together we're stronger and then two or more together praying mm -hmm. really brings strength to it. And so it's like, it's good to talk about, you know, we're not sitting there saying just ignore it. But there are, I mean, a lot of the things that we get annoyed over, let's just be real. 
unless it's just something super serious. Let's just put that aside for a minute. Can be prayerful responses mm-hmm. instead of actual responses. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way. I've found that prayer, if like something's going on in our, our relationship, I, I pray more about it than I talk about it. Now, granted, my face might not show that. Cause I do have a face y'all. I yeah. have a, I, I have an, I'll kill your face, but. <laughs> and then I'll kill your voice even when he's like wanting to like give you a bunny instead. But, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things that and here, here takeaways, right? Takeaways, prayer. I'm telling you prayer, seek wisdom. I mean, Proverbs, I love how they smack you in the face. <laughs> and there's 31 of them. Like that's right. so perfect uh, for a month. It, it's beautiful. And, um, the Bible really is the roadmap. You can get rid of all of those GPS locations. You know, I'm kind of going through that season right now as, as, in myself. I can focus on every single thing that I see that's wrong. Or I can take a step back and see the atmospheric battle that is going on. And then it's just one thing that I, you know, it's like one thing with some prayer points. It's not like me sitting there trying to fix, understand, relate, um, or dig into. I can just sit back and be like, Okay, look, let me focus. Watch. And see, people are saying this. All you do, all you, all we ever hear is what we're doing wrong. I've heard this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you the response. It's like the healing response. Pour into God. Mm-hmm. Pour into the Son. Pour right. into the Holy Spirit. Seek the good things. Oh, that's a verse. Mm-hmm. Seek good things. Watch. If you're seeking these good things, you're going to be speaking these good things. Now, we're in one of our toughest seasons. I'm going to be admitted too. We're, in a, we're actually not our toughest. Beginning was <laughs> pretty uh-huh. rough. Like, but here's her bonus. I'm going to make y'all laugh a little bit. I don't even remember that. that letter. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't really either. And I remember a lot of stuff. I just right. remember like, oof, we had a lot of. <laughs> we, no, we had some forth. tensions. We had some tensions and some, some you know, puff ups. and some, But I mean, I think that's just getting to know one another. And then you kind of settle in. Um, but this season has been tough. Mm-hmm. And, and no, not just COVID. Honestly, our ministries have just increased. Our workloads have increased. Um, things and you know we have a child we're at but you know it's beautiful though if you step back from it and you see what god's doing and you know there's a stress of it and trying to make deadlines and do this and do that and get this this you know this this class uh written and set up and but when you step back again step back look up look up and just say okay god i want to hear your counsel mm-hmm. and then dig in there dig into his counsel his word his 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 um commandments and I think that that's a good, that is a good takeaway here. Yeah. You know, don't, with what you're saying, like the, the, all of these bus stops or, or the bus stops or how oh, you said, right. you said, uh, like pit, pit stops, pit stops. Yeah. And you said, uh, then you also use geographical locations. I think somebody, <laughs> we might go back and I didn't get none of this right. But, <laughs> but the point is, this is wrong. 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 It's going to just roll you. Oh, uh, it does. Yes, it does. Right. When I used to sit there. And feel the conviction and take it as adding it to a to-do list of what I needed to fix instead of what I needed to be prepared to surrender to God and be prepared for the journey he was going to take me on to to heal that area. It dragged me so down. It wasted so much mental energy. I had moments where I just wanted to cry Mm. and it was just so chained. And so I think I finally understand at a new level why that bumper sticker it's not a religion. It's a relationship. It's so key because if you take conviction as a to-do list of what you need to fix, mm. you're in the bondage of religion. But if you focus on, I need to know my Lord better, my savior better, and I'm going to prioritize that, 
then you're following his wisdom when he said that the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor mm. as yourself. Because then it's that, trif- that trifecta right. where everyone, including yourself that you're engaging with, is experiencing love. And the more I've focused on Christ, it's like an exponential correlation between the rapidness of my relationship with him growing and the ability of me, my endurance across the board with anything that's thrown at me. My bounce backs are much faster. My outbursts mm. are much fewer, yes. you know, unless you have another opinion. No, I think my I outbursts think, I think have to we, we both have um, yeah. the season's put a little bit more on my I've, I've had to work a, lot, a little harder but yeah no it's been good it's been good our marriage is really flourishing um in ways that we probably don't even understand Mm-mm. and when i think what i want to leave people with now i mean we're giving them just non-stop but you know we, we, we do value people's time and i think we can sit here and talk all night because i mean we just love to talk to each other when we get the opportunity but you know we, we go back to scripture like iron sharpens iron we think about like have, you know, your mindset on kingdom things, heavenly things. And you start thinking of the wisdom and you start thinking about how the word of God is a living and active is living and active and sharper than any two edged sword. It's better that we're being refined with a sharp sword than just two blunt objects hitting each other. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, when, when these like cuts, right. When these <laughs> cuts are coming in, right. When these cuts are coming in, they're not coming in from us. We have to understand that. Our worldly cuts on each other leave scars that Mm -hmm. then have to be healed, right? Mm -hmm. That have to be addressed, that have to be whatever. But if we step step back and we allow that sharp sword to cut to bone and marrow, but it's not our sword, it's God's sword. And he is slaying us with his love and his mercy, his grace, and teaching us how to be servants, how to be humble. Man, let me tell you something. I find iron sharpening iron easier outside the home than within the home. But if you can dial it in to having that iron sharpens iron within the home, not only are you going to be nourished, but you're going to flourish. There are GPS points. I mean, there is, I mean, it's, 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 it's our human nature. It's what we go through, but maybe it's time to take that step back and and stop looking at every GPS point that your spouse is doing wrong and just say, okay, God, how can I be, how can I be, that person that this relationship needs. Let me tell you, if you start doing that and your spouse starts doing that and you stop pointing the swords and slashing each other with your own merit, you're going to heal. You're going to feel the healing, that healing that has already happened. So look, go forward, man. See God, take that step back and just let him do all the cutting. (laughs) Let him do the cutting and you will flourish. Amen. Amen. I love talking to you. And, um, yeah, we're, we're thankful for all of you. Thank you for sticking with us through all these major milestones in our lives. This is really cool. Check out thepantrypodcast.com to find out how you can join our Kingdom Commissary group. We are now doing our Bible studies. We call them life groups that we did for our church. We're actually opening them up to everybody in the group. So if you want to join our Tuesday night life groups, the options are all in there and we'd love to have you. And I will also do a shameless plug. We want Shay to be on the top 50 dads list for podcast magazine. So if you think that he should be on that list, glorifying the Lord, vote for him at podcastmagazine.com slash dads. If you're listening to this years in advance, it's too late. But if you're listening right now at the, when we drop this episode, there's still time. So until next time. Bye. Bye.